I've always been intrigued by the stories of people in the jewelry industry who make these items, what inspires them, and brings them to this world. I'm here to share their stories. This is A Thousand Facets. I've been following Ananda Kalsa's trajectory since before I started A Thousand Facets. The tiny paintings in her work have always delighted me but it's her evolution I'm more impressed with. Please enjoy our conversation. Hi, Ananda. <clears throat> Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Um, amazing. I'm here in your absolutely stunning store that is like one of my favorite jewelry stores ever. Oh, thank you so much. It's such a peaceful space. I feel lucky to be here, and I'm glad you feel that way. Oh, I love it. You know that I, every time that I come and visit you, I spend like three hours just ch chatting with It's my you. favorite. I love when you come. <laughs> so um, I first saw your work in the New York Now shows, but this was like before I started A Thousand Facets, before anything. Like I used to walk the shows just to see what was happening in the industry. And I remember, like, you always were in the same booth, in the same row. And I will look at your work and your hand-painted rings, and I will love them, and I will look at you, and I'm like, she seems so nice, but I, I was always afraid to talk to you. Oh. <laughs> and, oh. And, and it was just like, I always, like, fancy one of your pieces. But, like, I know it's more of a... The wholesale show, so I never felt. Oh, right. I was always scared to ask, but then I met you at the show, and you are such a delightful person. You. You have, like I tell people, it's like she has an aura. Oh. Like it's like I'm not an aura person, but like I can see like a pink aura around you every oh, time. Oh, that's very kind. <laughs> Thank you. So it's, it's always a pleasure to see you. I love You know, I just love you as a person. You have, you, you're, you calm me down. Oh. You, you have that serenity on you. So um, where did you grow up? Um, I grew up here in western Massachusetts in a very small town called Leverett. Oh, really? Uh, and yeah, so I, I grew up here and I moved away for a long time out west, but now it's nice to be back where I actually was raised. Oh, interesting. And you and the main project saying that you have one of the best moms out there. She's really amazing. I'm very <laughs> lucky that I, she can work here. She she helps you in the store and I love um I I love seeing her because she also has like a very similar energy that you you have and it's just like really nice seeing like I always want her to adopt me a little bit. Oh, that's so sweet. I get it all from her. She's the best. Um, do you have a first memory of jewelry? I was thinking about that, and I have a few memories that really come to mind. I remember being really, really little, probably about five or six years old, and I remember I would play with little beads and little shells making jewelry and pretending to be a jeweler on the floor, like with little safety pins. And remember those little safety pins you put beads on yeah. <laughs> and making jewelry in quotes. Um, and that was, I mean, I was always fascinated with tiny little treasures and sparkles and the natural world. So that's one thing that comes to mind. And then also, of course, my grandmother's jewelry, which you hear a lot from, from people that end up being jewelers. But 
She was Italian. She immigrated from Italy, and she just always had the gold chains with all the little charms. Oh. And, ooh, I love staring at her neck. Did she? Do you still have like one of her pieces, or is is some is mm. somebody has them? Yes, I wish I had her pieces, oh. and she always talked about giving them to me. But something happened where I did not, unfortunately, oh. end up with them. But they're in my mind's eye forever. I will say that. Well, yes, that's, you know, you carry them in your head. I yeah. really do. I truly oh. do. I oh. think of her all the time. Oh, yeah, that is so sweet. Yeah. So, um, so you know, she she basically informed you. You feel like she informed you a little bit of jewelry. Definitely. Definitely. Oh. Italian gold is, you know, they use high carat gold and she would talk about how every, you know, if it's made in Italy, she would say she had a New York accent too, which was hilarious. But where, where in Italy she was from? She was from Reggio Calabria, which is at the toe, toe of the boot. Um, and yeah, I've never been. It's that's something I plan on doing, hopefully very soon. You need to. I need to, because her and my grandfather, they came when they were older teenagers so oh. yeah and she had that accent too. yes like, oh, the best that. did she spoke to you in italian she would speak about me in italian with my italian <laughs> family and i would hear and i didn't understand except my name so it was a little bit like what are they saying but yeah unfortunately i wish i knew italian but i don't I speaking of your name um can you tell me a little bit about your name because it's not a very like it's not a name that everybody hears a lot and i always love Ananda Calza has oh. like such a strength to her to your name. Can you tell me a bit a little bit about the background of your name? Yeah, so that is something where my family actually um, converted to Sikhism when oh. when I was two years old. My parents did. Um, and at that time in the 70s, there was kind of a big movement of Sikhs. They were it was sort of mixed with hippie culture and Um, so I grew up actually in an ashram, wow. um, a Sikh ashram where kundalini yoga and meditation and um, we were vegetarians and we wore turbans. Wow. <laughs> and so Ananda Khalsa is actually a Sikh name. Really? Which is, so it's Sanskrit words from India. Um, I'm not Indian, but my name is Indian and that's where the name came from oh that is amazing can you tell me a little bit about growing up in an ashram like how yeah I actually to... loved it I was an only child so um at the time now I have a brother and sister um they're my half brother and sister but I grew up as an only child and so it was there was a community it was a communal house and there was yeah a lot of cooking and um yoga and I, I loved it it was a fun way to grow up kids would come and go and it was like a hippie commune <laughs> how many people were there like how many families and um probably between eight and 12 at different times wow so yeah it was a very alternative way of growing up there was some challenges you know when you're a kid you want to blend in and you want to be like everybody else in some ways um so having my little turban and going to school was sometimes and having like these tofu sandwiches when everyone was eating wonder bread and i felt weird but also now looking back i'm so thankful to have grown up in it that way um yeah Oh, that, yeah. is, like, that is so fascinating. I, I didn't know that about you. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> like, I was like, tell me more. <laughs> yeah, it was. I'm thankful for it. Oh, that is really interesting. Is your is uh, your parents both still um, continue? So with... my, my father is okay. um, and his wife and their two kids who are now grown young adults. Um, my mom is not. She, she has not been practicing 
Zeke since many, many years ago. Wow. So, yeah, I still have it in my life through my dad's family. Yeah. And do you still carry anything that do you, any of the practices do you you know i i don't except for i am still vegetarian um that's something i was raised so i've never actually eaten meat i have no judgment <laughs> about it but it's just for me the yeah. way i've always been um and i'm sure there's other things that are ingrained in me that were you know from being brought up that way yeah. i'm not a Sikh, but i respect a lot of what they stand for yeah yeah oh yeah i love that yeah I <laughs> and i'll always love yoga because of that too <laughs> well yoga is it, i i should be doing more yoga yeah we all should <laughs> it's hard to do everything in life <laughs> i know it's like i used to have like this um yoga instructor he was he was um israeli but he converted to hinduism and he was like the, the happiest person he still is i haven't seen him in a while but he used to be my yoga instructor but he had like always like a smile and like a peaceful you know feel to him and i always love and he has he had triplets oh my goodness <laughs> that's a lot of babies and the, and the fact that he was just like so calm and nice i'm like i need to be more like you yeah there's definitely something to practicing yoga regularly there's no question i can't say i do it as much as i'd like to but it's a good thing one day one day yes um so um going back to your creative side how did the your journey to jewelry um went so I would say, I mean, I do love thinking about those times as a child and pretending sort of to make jewelry. Um, I think that's where the seed came from. And then I always just loved art in general, making things with my hands and also loved jewelry. But I never kind of, things were different then. There wasn't YouTube or Googling how to do things. And so it, it never occurred to me that I could actually make jewelry with my hands. Yeah. Um, I remember going... <clears throat> to a store here actually in Northampton. It was a gallery that had handmade jewelry as a teenager and kind of just staring at it and being intrigued. But I still, it didn't quite sink in that I could learn to do it myself. Um, but then when I was 19, I moved out to Boulder, Colorado and just with friends for an adventure. And um, I found a class that I could take there that was metalsmithing, intro to metalsmithing. And as soon as I got my hands in there, it was that was it. I was addicted. <laughs> I could not believe I could make jewelry. I mean, it was that was it from there on. So what kind of work do you did when you were taking those classes? So I remember I first learned to solder, you know, very basic and I immediately had this idea <laughs> to make a tiny little painting because I, I always loved making little paintings anyway and put it behind glass and make a little necklace out of it. So that was one of my very first real necklaces really? was a little painted piece um, with a little bird. So you basically started your journey with your voice. Yeah, I mean, it just, I don't know. That was, um, I don't know where that idea came from, but... I remember I, I made a couple pieces after making the first one, and my teacher at the time bought them from <laughs> me, which is a funny memory to think about for his wife and daughter. Aww. And so that was kind of like a nice just boost of confidence, like, oh, this is actually a cool thing that other people appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have still the little bird? 
the first one that you did he bought it that's the oh, one that he bought literally <laughs> isn't that good? and it was before phone so i didn't even take a picture Aww. of it i Call know him. ask him <laughs> i know i know i wonder if he still has it oh so uh so and then so you finished your class um finished the class and then i remember somehow i convinced them to allow me to still use the studio at night oh so i <laughs> i would go there and i would just bust out pieces. I mean, I had so many ideas and um, a lot of them were just very, you know, basic and hammered and a lot of painted pieces. And then as soon as I was able to, I started buying tools and set up a little studio in Boulder. And um, yeah. Can, uh, so what kind of medium do you use to paint? So that was, I it's a watercolor paper. Mm -hmm. And I started out doing with working with watercolor paint and then I realized I think my mom actually told me that you can water down acrylic paint and mm. it looks just like watercolor but it won't fade like watercolor paint does so mm. um that's yeah that's what I use and then I would cut pieces of glass and then after time I realized you could use watch crystal glass and it's much more durable yeah. so that's what I would use for that so you you learn how to cut the glass yourself yeah oh, wow before google it was a little <laughs> more complicated <laughs> i don't know how i figured it out honestly but i think i use stained glass tools oh wow yeah mm -hmm. that's pretty that's pretty incredible that you like you you like it just it, I don't know. It's like it makes me so happy to to hear that you basically started your journey like with your voice. Like, and again, I'm repeating it myself, but I just like I'm like, what? It, it's I love talking about it and thinking about it because I haven't thought about it in a while, and it was such a magical time, you know, yeah. starting to figure things out like that. So, um, who do you like? Where do you show it? Like, so as I started sort of developing a collection. Um, I immediately wanted to show it in galleries. You know, it was just like my dream. It was just part of it. And I remember finding out about uh, there was the Baltimore craft sh show, which is still somewhat happening. Um, and I first did my first trade show there. Um, I had just this little collection of painted pieces. And my mom came, <laughs> came with me and helped me. I love that. And galleries ordered it. And oh, it was just the best. Oh, wow. It was so exciting. Really? Yeah. How many pieces more or less do you have like on your first showing? I probably had maybe 20. Oh, really? Maybe 30. Yeah, it was small. Oh, wow. It was a small collection. But I didn't have any help, you know, and I was just painting them all. And yeah. How long does it take you to make one of those? Because they're like, you know, I'm wearing one of your rings right now. And like, I love seeing that I on know. your hand. And it has a, the nest and like the little bird. And, the, you know, like it has a lot of detail on it. The nests take a while. <laughs> it's hard to say how long because sometimes, you know, things just flow out of you more quickly and sometimes not, not so much. Yeah. And... You know, I don't do as many of the painted pieces as I used to because I don't my I just my work evolved in um but I still love the painted pieces so much, but part of it is that they're so time consuming. I know. And as I've expanded, you know, having a store and everything, I don't have as much time for them. But I still love them. They're really have a special place in my heart I forever. I I that's I, I always love them. I think that they're just like they they have such a personality to them. There's nothing like I've seen before. Uh, you know, it's like it has like an 
like a little Asian feel to them as well. You know, I feel like, yeah, I was surrounded by a lot of Asian art being a child. And maybe I think I love just that moment in time captured in nature. Oh. And so maybe that's part of where that came from. But I love that. Yeah. So and it's always nature. It's like always birds, always um, cherry blossoms, like little branches. Yeah. So, like, you know, what? how do you pick your subject? Is it, do you have it like, is like a, the like a whole series of the subject or how, how do you start? I, that's a good question. It's just sort of, it just comes into my mind. You know, what would I like? I think that my favorite pieces that I create are always, they come from what I would like for myself yeah. almost and what I'd like to wear and look at myself on my own hand. <laughs> That's that's it. <laughs> and so um, you, you did your first show in Baltimore, um, which I've seen that show. And that show is huge. It's huge. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's kind of crazy to think about little old me not knowing what I was doing. <laughs> but it worked out. When was that? What? Like how long ago? Oh, I'm so bad with years. <laughs> it, it was... More than 10. <laughs> more than 10 and less than 20, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? Yeah, probably... Probably it's 16 or 17 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Also, when I met you, you were just kind of starting. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Cool. Yeah, because I was, I, I remember being 30 years old when I had quit any sort of other job to do jewelry full time. What were you doing before? Before that, I was a chef and a kitchen manager in a restaurant in, in Boulder. Really? Yeah, for 10 years at the same place. How did That's that happen? That's the only other job I've ever had, which is kind of strange. How did that ever happen? Like, how do you win jewelry and chef? I, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I think I just that, you know, I applied for a prep cook job mm -hmm. at this restaurant. And I was, I've always loved cooking. So, um, and I... I moved up as people left. I just moved up to being the kitchen manager and the chef and writing the menu. And it was great. I loved it. Really? What kind of food was it? It was very like casual cafe soups and salads. And um, we had a great pastry program, though. We had a lot of really great pastries. So I did a lot of baking, too. I learned a lot being there. Uh, next time I come and visit you, I'm expecting some pastry. I will make you some cream puffs. <laughs> Yes, please. <laughs> that would be fun. Oh my god, really? I think that is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice time in my life. And I sort of as I started making jewelry and that became more of something I could do for an income as well, I scaled back there slowly. And then um yeah, I was about 30 when I quit that job. How did you balance like the cooking? You know, because like it, it like working at a restaurant is very stressful, especially at lunchtime, at breakfast, you know. It was a lot. And like how do you manage to, you know, balance the your job and making jewelry? It's a good question. It was kind of thankfully I was able to cut back my hours there as I started making jewelry more. Yeah. So it was a nice balance. I remember going to four days a week and three days a week, and it was very gradual. Mm -hmm. I was lucky for that. Not everyone has that option. Exactly. Uh, so it it worked. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, very, like, like I, I know you for a long time, but there are a lot of things that I don't know about you. Yeah, we've like, never talked about that. I haven't <laughs> thought about it in a while. <laughs> it's like you had, like, a completely different life. It was. It was. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's yeah. amazing. So oh, after going back to Baltimore, after Baltimore happened, what was the your next? Step? So Baltimore happened and we wrote tons of orders with all these galleries. And so it was very exciting. But I was like, oh, my God, I need to hire someone to help me immediately because I can't do all this. So I was very lucky to, um, through word of mouth, I was living in Providence. Then I, we had moved east to Providence and was there for about five years while my husband went to Rhode Island School of Design. That's why we were there. And um, I hired my first employee. She was absolutely wonderful. She had gone to school for jewelry. I never did that, but <laughs> so she knew how to, <laughs> how to make stuff. And we, we, um, she worked for me full time immediately and we filled all those orders and it was great. And then I needed more help and hired someone else. Um, but yeah, we had a great studio there in Providence for oh, a while. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long were you in Providence for? About five years. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I like it there. It's really nice. Yeah, it was a great time in yes. my life for sure. And there's a lot of, um, you know, creatives there and artists. So that was easy to find people to come help me. I know. <laughs> so that was great. So, um, so, be, um, so you started, you, you were only working in silver at that point, right? Yeah, like little bits of gold. I loved gold, but it was so expensive. <laughs> So I'd start to add some little gold dots here and there. And then, you know, as I could afford it, really, I would add more gold. Can you tell me about the dots? Because the dots has like, it's just like a little detail that is like, how did you came up with that? That is a very good question. So I would do the painted pieces and I just wanted like a little bit of adornment. It really started as kind of a frame. Mm -hmm. And so putting little dots in the corners kind of made sense. And then I started you know, expanding into organic shapes, and then they would go in sort of organic places. And then over time, I really, I've always loved gemstones. I mean, I've always, like all of us, you know, that are into rocks and gems, they make you, you know, have that Happy. special feeling. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. So I remember really wanted to, you know, make some gemstone pieces as well. But I almost, at first, I was almost afraid to move into gems because I felt like, well, I've made this name for myself, or, you know, just with my painted pieces, it's recognizable. But I started incorporating some gems just because as an artist, you want to evolve. And I was drawn to making pieces with them. And sort of, you know, I had developed some little design vocabulary or whatever you want to call it with the painted pieces and then drawing on that into the gem pieces like with the little dots and the little diamonds and the shapes it seemed that people still recognized it as my work which I I don't even know if that matters but it felt good at the time I I I feel it matters because like you want to have that brand recognition and yeah. I think it's like every time that I see your work and I see the dots like I, I immediately like every time that I open a, a Sundance catalog when I get it like if I see like on the cover of a Sundance catalog I'm like oh it's Ananda's oh. work you know so it's like you recognize it immediately and I love the the name like the just having that voice throughout your work because like you can definitely see it you you have the dots on the wrist on on your rings and you know surrounding the stones but then at, at the same time you have like the opposite which is like the kind of mandala looking like hoops that has the holes on them but there's still dots in a way mm-hmm. but like everything just it's like very harmonious I love hearing that. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's true. And and that's why you want to as a designer, I feel, is like that you have your 
voice heard. Like if you're making a, a signature to your work and it's and it's recognizable from everywhere. You know? That is the best. <laughs> and you have a lot of stockets and you have a lot of people that love your work. Like I go to the shows every time that I see you now. It's like you always are surrounded by a lot of people because you do have a lot of like one of a kind pieces that have gemstones and so people go like and grab the first ones yes I'm thankful for that which is great (laughs) you know and 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 I think that that's like something that you you want to keep having like I I see you've been doing trade shows for 16 17 years and and, you know but it's like every time that I see you're always busy you're always like people and people love you which is awesome like we love you well I'm humbled and honored (laughs) for that thank you Um, and can you tell me about the store how did the store came about yeah so I feel like it always was in the back of my mind as sort of a dream I'm not really sure why exactly other than that I feel like as a creative person, when you make things, there's something about also designing the space that they're displayed in, like the whole package, that it's like the ultimate dream to just design the whole thing. And and the display cases and the little fixtures they're on and the paint on the walls and the everything. So that, that just always was my dream. And I think that the timing just had to be right. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a space that opened up here in town and I had been working in a big old mill building, which was awesome, but also very funky and not a place that you necessarily can have clients come. Mm. And that was happening more. And um, this space opened. The timing was right. The space was huge, which was great. We could have the studio and the store in the same spot, which was amazing. And so, yeah, I just did it how was uh, and, and going back to how was working on the mill <laughs> working in the mill building yeah. it was so you know some of those old mill buildings yes. that are all over the east coast it was a cool building it was affordable which is what i needed yeah. to have a big space um and there's a lot of interesting people in the building but it just i outgrew the funkiness of it like it'd be freezing cold and the electricity would go out for a week like it was there was challenges for <laughs> well, sure it was like it was like over a hundred year old building yes and, you know. yes and, and it was it was filled with artists as well there was a lot of artists and other little businesses and there was some yogis in there and all different kinds of people which was cool that's very fascinating yeah but it it just it was affordable for a reason let's just say that sometimes <laughs> There were some challenges. <laughs> I can imagine. It's yeah. just like, it's just for the cool factor to have it, but it then it's cool. like not functional sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> it was time to move on when it was time to move on. <laughs> well, I've been visiting the store, I think like uh, for three years, four years, four years, because it was before the pandemic. Exactly. You know, it's yeah. like you, you started what, 2018. Yep. It was the year before it was, I guess it was 19. 19. It was the year before. 2020 it's like oh yeah i'm glad that we had it for a year before though i know so yeah but i I remember the first time that i saw it and i I walked in and i was like oh my god this is it's like it was you in a store it was like oh (laughs) it was just like peaceful and beautiful and such a beautiful taste oh thank you (laughs) it's like i i I, again like i can just be here for ages and you have like the beautiful studio 
and it's like it feels so open and light and i don't know there's like like a really nice energy here i'm so glad even my husband loves the store like that's so nice to hear and you have your candles that they have your the smells of gemstones that was really fun to do how did that happen that is a good question um you know when we first opened the store i just had the idea to it's fun to have a space to be able to create other things and offer them to the public. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've played around with some other products. Um, we've made some spoons and some salt cellars, and the candles were just something that I love, natural scented candles that where it's essential oils only. So it was fun to design the packaging. It was just a fun project. Oh, that sounds fun. And it's something nice that people can come to the store and take with them if they're not in the market for jewelry okay. at the time. But Who's not in the market for jewelry? I don't know. They're crazy. <laughs> I don't understand those people. No, no. <laughs> it's like it's, it's always like it's like when I see people that don't like it was like um I'm sorry to interject here but um there was like a I think it was like a New York Times piece and I don't remember what it was about. Oh, it was I remember it was about the diamond district kind of like the the diamond cutters there's not like, there's not that many anymore mm. and like how the diamond district is kind of shifting. And um, and I made a comment. I don't remember what it was. And I, and I said it in a way that I was like, oh, well, you know, there's more people buying like smaller designers and they're not they're not going to like the Diamond District to get like, those really gaudy pieces. They're buying more handmade, more um, looking for things more um, uh, like uh, environmentally friendly and they're more educated. And then somebody wrote a comment underneath like who needs jewelry anymore like who even wears jewelry and i was like (laughs) how dare you and i was like and i have to like say something of course you did (laughs) i was like commented to the wrong person (laughs) i'm like what are you talking about and i was explaining it's like jewelry carries a story jewelry carries like you know it's like it goes through generations like there's like so much like that that you can say with a piece of jewelry like, so true. It, it, it's like when they said that I almost had a heart attack. Like I was it's just, like saying, who needs art anymore? Um, everyone? Exactly. Music. <laughs> yeah, needs, it's like, just ridiculous. And, and, and that's, uh, uh, those are things that I want to keep educating people about. I think it, it's not that you have to be like me decked out in jewelry left and right. Well, you should be, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like I, I tell people, it's like if you have like one person like one piece of jewelry that is gonna be the piece it doesn't need to be like in the engagement one it has to be like the piece that is represents to you as a person just like invest in one good piece it's good advice you know it's like and you know like not everybody can afford um handmade or a gold piece or whatever but i think you can like Uh, And I keep telling people, artists will do payment plans. (laughs) It's true. It's true. It's really special. I mean, what jewelry can mean to people is the best part of it all. Exactly. So who who comes to your store? Who comes through the doors? That's a good question. Um, We get a real mix of all different kinds of people. We really do. Young, you know, all ages. That's, I mean, that's one of the best things about having the store is really getting to see 
the people that wear the jewelry. We used to, you know, just send it out into the world and really never see the people. So I love that. Um, You know, we do bridal, engagement, and wedding jewelry, which is very special, of course, always. And then, um, you know, all different special occasions. You know, people just self-purchasing for themselves, which is always amazing to see for whatever (laughs) reason. It's my favorite. Oh, it's so nice. (laughs) And especially rings and bracelets because they look down at them and you can see them looking. (laughs) Oh, it's the best. And then, of course, it's always sweet to see partners coming and getting for their husband or wife or whoever it may be. It's um, really special. I know. It's like you're part of their story in a way. Like in in a... in an indirect way, but and 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 that those are things that really mean to me when I see somebody, like I get somebody ask me, oh, like I wanna, I wanna buy something for my partner, and what what can you suggest? And I love when they do that because I I, I just like get to be like a little bit of a fly on the wall on their story. That's really special. <laughs> it's the best. So what what do you see going to the Ananda Kals Empire in the future? Mm. <laughs> Empire. Empire. <laughs> I like that. Uh, that's a good question. You know, I have, I'm very happy with what we're doing right now with the store. And I've thought about possibly, you know, opening a second location in the future. Um, I'm not exactly sure about that, but it's kind of a seed in the back of my mind. So most likely it would happen at some point. So what's the, for you, the difference between like going to like holes, like doing the trade shows and just having your story? I know that having your story is more like personal, but like, do you, what do you like better? What's your um, take on holes, like wholesale shows? That's a good question. Um, I love both, honestly, for different reasons. I love meeting the the people that wear the jewelry at the store and retail is, you know, wonderful. And then I also really love working with the people that appreciate my jewelry and share it with their Mm -hmm. customers because it's all over the world and the country. So um, it's nice to also just from a business standpoint, not have all the eggs in one basket, as they say. You know, it's like if one thing is busy, the other could be slower or vice versa. It's a nice, well-rounded feeling. Have you ever seen somebody wearing your piece out, out in the world? I have. I have. That's a whole, not often, but it's happened a couple times. And I was like, oh, do I say something? <laughs> it happened in Colorado, actually, really? when I was there. Yep. And now, to be honest, it's happened a little more because we have the store and we're a smaller yeah. community here. Yeah. So I will see someone with a ring across the restaurant or something like oh, that. that is really and nice. it's it's really nice. It's a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, your, like, when you when you come up with, like, something, like, really extravagant, like, you have, like, those chandelier earrings that are, like, so luscious and, like, just very, like, it's a statement. Can you tell me what's, like, what grows in your brain when you do something like that? Mm, those are probably mm. my favorite thing to make. I mean, I love ev- everything has a special place. Uh, and... I don't really know. It's more, it's honestly, like I was saying before, kind of creating what you love the most, Mm -hmm. you know, that's all I can say. Sometimes they're inspired by the gems that are featured in them, but sometimes it's just shapes that come together on the bench too. And you say, oh, this would be a gorgeous earring with little dangles and movement. And 
I don't really know. It's just, it comes from a place of what I would love to wear. I don't know where I'd be going, but. <laughs> hey, grocery store, exactly. anytime. <laughs> I think so too. I, I have wore like something very crazy for like something, you know, for work. Like I wore a sequin skirt for work and I just like, I don't care who. Like, I mean, honestly, them. that's the thing. Just wear what you love all yeah, the time. I I'm totally get behind that. <laughs> exactly. No, it's just like, I, I have to say, like, I feel like from, like, I love, you know, that I'm a huge fan of your work, but like those, the very stamina chandelier earrings are probably one of my favorites oh. like they just have like such a beautiful movement to them and like I love the way that you um, mar merchandise them in the little branch and they're just kind of flowing and I just have a like it's like you're you have brought like a little bit of nature inside your store Like you have that beautiful wall in the back and I will take pictures of it so people can see it. Oh, and thank it's just you. Like, but they, you have, they have to visit, you know, they have to come. That would be visit. great. We'd love to see everybody. <laughs> you know, it's like I, like I, I, I told people, it's like if you have to go to a store, you have to come to Ananda's oh. store because it's, it's just like, it just has, it's so beautifully curated. Thank you. you know, Thank so. you. And, and she has chocolates, too. We know, have good chocolates. <laughs> All my favorite things. Jewelry, <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> How can you go wrong with It's that? True. <laughs> so I have, like, um, before I have my compulsory questions, um, I have, uh, like, I have listeners asking me, like, asking questions. Like, I put, like, uh, uh a question in the words like ask the artist something and um I, I I've been loving this question so I'm gonna keep repeating it it's like if not jewelry will be um will be, be your other love mm, that's a good question like if I wasn't making jewelry what would I be doing well, cooking apparently yeah apparently yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can answer that question that is a good question it could it could be cooking I do still love cooking And I love commercial kitchens and big flames and such. <laughs> so, um, so anything with fire. I yeah. Guess. <laughs> I also, yes, exactly. <laughs> I love interiors. Like I could imagine maybe oh. like designing, being some kind of designer for interiors. I can totally I could imagine that. that. Because you, uh, you were part of, you, you helped design your, the, um, The hard work on the, not the hard work. The, the cases and the everything. cases. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, you, you helped design the cases. Oh yeah, and for, the whole space. That I was know. so fun. That I was know. so satisfying. Can I take you home so you can like? Yes. I need to redo <laughs> my bathroom. <laughs> We are actually redoing our kitchen and bathroom at home, and it's so fun. Oh my god, what a dream! Yeah. See, it's like I don't have that visual. Like that, I'm not good at that. I, I'm really good at dressing up and yes, like you are. putting shoes together with outfits and all, jewelry mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But like putting stuff in the house, like just remodeling the house, I am not good. But it's like a different way of thinking. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. So I don't have that good gene, which is very shameful. But, you know, I, I do find I found a really good tile that I want for my bathroom. So Ooh, that's, that's exciting. Yeah, that's exciting. Love tiles. <laughs> so <laughs> if, you, you're, if you want, if you feel like you need to, you know, help me. Okay. <laughs> That's good to know. I would love to <laughs> uh, do the, you know, do the bathroom. Mm -hmm. I'm here. Okay, good um, to know. <laughs> so, um, um, I have my compulsory questions that I'm asking everybody. Um, what's your favorite gemstone? 
That's a tough one. I know. <laughs> but also because, of course, I have to say I love so many gemstones. Of course, you should look in my safe. It's a little disturbing. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we go and look oh, in the safe? Oh, <laughs> geez. You'll say, wow, you have a problem. Uh, <laughs> it's never a problem when everything is beautiful. That is true. <laughs> um, I would say, though, honestly, right now, I mean, looking at these opals, <laughs> they're high up there. If I had to pick one, it would be tourmaline. I knew it was yeah, going to be that. It would. I, I was like, I know she's going to say I mean, tourmaline. I, you know, I'm wearing all my tourmalines right now. There's just something about, it's like, it makes your mouth water. You have, you've had had, and I, I took a video of it, this green tourmaline ring that was like a, uh, it was not a rose cut, it was like a checker cut, and it was like so deep green and it was so beautiful oh i think i remember that video yeah. and that ring i know oh, it was such a good someone one. has it <laughs> i'm sure they're gazing into it i know and... i will be looking at it because it, it, it was like so sparkly mm. but it also has such a depth in the color oh it was yeah. such a good one i really loved it when yeah. i saw it <laughs> there's something about a really great tourmaline i know yeah um what's your favorite metal metal Favorite metal would have to be high carat gold. What carat? I mean, I work with 22 carat mostly if we're, if, um, you know, just for, it's a little harder than the 24, but it's just so buttery. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the text, it's like yummy. And you file it. it has yeah. Like that nice and you there. hammer it and it has those little, just, it's so easy. It's so malleable. Yeah. But I, I love silver too. I love oxidized silver, the textures. I love both gold and silver. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I do have to say you do have one of my favorite types of hammering that you oh, do. That's it's nice. like really beautifully done. It's like not so heavy. It's mm. just like it's just subtle. Yeah. And it's really, really nice. I love hammer. Which, you know, goes back to the next question. What's your favorite technique or tool? Ah, yes. I um I I would have to say hammering. As you can see, we have a lot of hammered textures everywhere. Oh, and but they're so good. There's just something about seeing that, you know, strike of the human handmade yeah. feeling. And then there's so many different little bits of patterns you can get from hammering. It's and it's certainly not high tech, you know, yeah. it's been around. I know. How but how did you came up because you have a very specific hammering. Yeah. How do you came up with it? I think I had my favorite hammer back in Boulder and it was just experimenting and you know, once I developed it, I just kept going with it and it stayed in the yeah. collection this whole time. It's yeah. a, it's a really good one because again, it's like it's very subtle but it's like really beautiful and it just has like it's just it just feels like a little bit of a, uh, it just feels like a historic, you know, like you've had it for a long time. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. I, I, I love that. I love that. Thank um, you. What's your favorite thing to listen while you work? Hmm. That is a good question. It's changed a little bit now that the store is there <laughs> because we can't play certain things with lyrics that would be inappropriate or anything like that so it's become a little bit more toned down <laughs> um you but know when you're by yourself oh when I'm by myself because I'm usually here and it is open you yeah. know so it's changed um you know I really do love a lot of electronic music I come from like a rave background <laughs> Used to be a big raver, <laughs> which I just found it like I like I've, I know you've mentioned it before, but I've found it so fascinating because you 
you seem like such a like I don't know I can feel you listening to spa music and just be very like and zen. I love I love relaxing music as <laughs> but well but like to, I can I, I, I cannot imagine you as a raver <laughs> The big pants, the piercings. I had a lot more piercings. You did? The more places to put jewelry, the better. It was the 90s. It was cool. <laughs> Although it's coming back now. So. It is coming back now, yes. for sure. Oh, my God. How many piercings do you used to have? Well, I had this always. Yeah. I had I had like the stretched ears. <gasps> you did? And I would make big hoops to put through that. You did? And I had a tongue piercing. I hate to say that, but it was cool at the time. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I love that. Oh. Oh, I've just always Anna. loved jewelry. So it was like, you know, the more places to put jewelry, the better. <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah. it's like you and I are contemporaries, I feel. So it's, it's true. Like, you, know, you remember. <laughs> I do. Even though I, it's like really funny because I've only had more than one pierce in my ears after I turned 40. That's pretty amazing, actually. I know. Like, yeah. I don't know why. Like, I think it was just like something of my childhood like my family was like nobody like you cannot have more than two pierces like mm -hmm. they will they will pierce your ear the moment that you were born right <laughs> like, like they'll take like it's like oh it's a girl pierce her ears <laughs> and then but after that it's like you are not allowed to pierce anything else. that is really funny that's a good point <laughs> yeah. so now it's like after i turn 40 sorry i did my age you mm, know but yeah. like I, i have i did like two more piercings on my ears and i'm like oh maybe i'll do like a fourth one Why and a not? fifth one you know it's just like keep it going <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> who's your favorite artist it doesn't have to be jewelry it can be anything hmm It's hard because I think of so many different artists for different mediums. Mm -hmm. And like, I would say for jewelry, this isn't an artist, but I feel like I'm always most inspired when I see like ancient tribal jewelry. Mm. I don't know if that counts for your question. I think so, because they were artists on their own, exactly. even though they didn't, they didn't have the, the, you know, master's degree to back them up. Right. They have that art that went from generation to generation yeah and they perfected and that's what gives me like that inspired feeling the most like those layered ropes of beads and hammered just all the big earrings and that's where that comes from i, I think. love that yeah i love that yeah sorry um do you have any advice for future jewelry artists it's interesting because things have changed so much in the past 10 15 years When I was starting, I really didn't, I didn't even know that I was becoming a jewelry artist. You know, it all happened so organically mm -hmm. or that I was going to have a business or it was very, yeah, just organic the way it happened. And there wasn't Google and YouTube. And so it's hard to give advice to people that are starting now when, when information is so much more easily accessible mm -hmm. um, because the way I did it was so different. But I would say my one piece of advice would be to really, and I hope it's not cliche, but I mean it, <laughs> to really stay true to your vision for jewelry. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you make the pieces that you love, that you truly love from within, that's what other people react to the most. Yeah. They, they see it, you know, yeah. and they feel it come with it. It's because it's genuine. I know that that would be my advice. No, I, I, I agree with you. Oh, it's, it's like really funny because um, somebody was telling me um, that 
if they were like mad doing something or whatever, like or like they had like this type of um, reaction when they were doing something, like when the person sells the piece, like the 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 customer goes like, I just feel very powerful and very like energetic when I have this piece, and it was like, oh, I made that when I was like mad or whatever. oh, that's so funny. <laughs> you know? Yes, the energy really goes into yeah, the yeah. I know, mm. and, and that's something that I keep telling people it's just like you're carrying a little bit of the artist in every piece that you're the that they make you know and it's like you're not just like buying from a computer you know uh you're buying from a person and a human and yeah. that's the the beauty of handmade art and handmade jewelry you know it's like you're carrying that against your skin you're wearing their energy you're wearing their their hopes and dreams. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's really true. Yeah. Yeah. Ananda, you are such a gift. Oh, likewise. Life, likewise. You, know, you, you've, I, I am, and I'm being 100% honest, like I am so thankful that I know you and that I have you in my life. Oh, the feeling is so mutual. I wish Thank that you. you live closer to me. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> but I'm so happy that I can, you know, hang out with you a little bit and we're going to, you know, go now and look at jewelry. <laughs> Sounds good. I can't wait. <laughs> so thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. It's been a true pleasure. Oh, thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> you can follow Ananda Kalsa on Instagram at anandakalsajewelry or visit her website anandakalsa.com. Visit her store at 15 Strong Avenue, Northampton, in Massachusetts. Thousand Facets is produced and edited by me. Please visit A Thousand Facets on Instagram to see photos of some of the things we spoke about during the interview. Music by Chris Keys. You can find him on Instagram at Chris underscore Keys underscore underscore. Please remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. Cry